HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. Food and travel, they go hand in hand. And chances are, if you're a fan of Heritage Radio Network, you love them both. Between April 10th and 24th, we have six incredible food and travel experiences up for auction at charitybuzz.com. Go on an underground food tour of New Orleans with a rocket scientist. Get your hands on VIP passes to Feast Portland or enjoy a ranch to table experience in wine country. Four of the experiences include hotel stays at some of the most iconic properties across the country, including the newly reopened Hotel Claremont in Atlanta. Now's your chance to win the ultimate bourbon and beyond weekend in Lexington or take in a Latin food tour of New York's outer boroughs. You'll eat, drink, explore, and relax, all while supporting Heritage Radio Network. Help us keep the lights on and the mics hot. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash auction and bid now. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. My name is Souther Teague. Hi, Souther. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Dude, it's like we're having brunch in here today. It it's looks like, that way. Literally, we have like, it's like how many glasses can we get dirty? Normally, we do, normally on the show, we don't really make the, the cocktail till about halfway through, but we're no, just no. getting started. We got yeah. too many drinks, man. Jumped right in. That's great, though. I'll, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'll, um... I, you know, I keep trying to remember to do this every week now that we have it. I guess I'll take some photos for the Speakeasy Podcast <laughs> Instagram. Oh, wait. Where is that at? What's it under? Speakeasy Podcast. Okay. You should check it out, people. Yeah, man. Give us a follower. <laughs> um, I'll take some pictures of these brunchy, this brunchy table. I'll Speaking of dinners, you went, to, uh, you went to the Hellfire Club? I did. Uh, I know you're a member as well, and I know that we don't all get together all at once because it's too big a club to do that, but 20 of us went to Cote and had some... Korean barbecue, pretty fun. Cool, man. Pretty fun. You know, it's. I feel like they're, it's weirdly progressive and forward-thinking, and at the same time, it's a little bit retro, right? It's a men's club. It's just 20 dudes. It's like a beefsteak party, <laughs> like the old-school beefsteak party. Right, right, where we but just you, like... Well, but you would eat with your hands at a beefsteak party. We're just drinking whiskey and wine and eating grilled meats that, you know, are right there on the table. But it's a lot. It's fun to network with these people. Yeah, you know, it's like, a bunch of... 
it's everybody. There's yeah. cool photographers. Uh, Doron Gold is one of the guys who runs the thing with with Damien and uh, um, and and like there's there's a couple of bartenders there. It was me, Maxwell Britton, Will Elliott. Um, there's lots of chefs involved in the thing. Mm-hmm. I was sitting next to the sous chef from EMP and the district chef for the BLT group and. I don't know, you just get to talk to some dudes who are successful in 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 life and and share some stories and I don't know, it was fun. Yeah, Hellfire Club. Hellfire. Yeah, which the name was totally stolen from The Simpsons, <laughs> right? The Tontine that those guys are in, the Hellfire Tontine. Yeah. Do you remember that episode? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. What else is going on? You finished your book, right? I finished the book yesterday, Woo-hoo. basically. Yeah, I turned in. Yay! I turned in um, <clears throat> the final stuff. Um, so now. You think, oh, great, you can relax. No, now it's, uh, you got to sell the book. <laughs> the beginning of the end of the beginning of the, this is, of the beginning. Yeah, this is the end where it begins. Um, so now we have to focus on like how to market the book and get it out there to the people. Um, of course, I'll probably start talking about it more on the show, and also I'll start yeah. promoting. I've, I've never promoted it once yet on, on any of my social channels or anything like that. Yeah, it's called I'm Just Here for the Drinks. I'm Just Here for the Drinks. And it's... Uh, who published it? It's called Topics Media Lab, which is a subsidiary of Macmillan. So they've got a bit of muscle. Um, cool. We're printing a pretty heavy run on the first and go. You're doing pre-orders already, right? Pre-orders on Amazon.com. Y'all should check that out. <laughs> Jesus. Wow, that was loud. The That's big, how much money. That was big money. Sorry, it's, it's not an exact science. <laughs> it fully is an art, not a science. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, why don't you uh, introduce our guest today? Yeah, well, so we've got uh, two uh, uh, strong female voices in uh, our bartending community right here in the studio with us today. Natasha David and Lauren Corvo from uh, Nightcap, yeah. uh, which is a great bar right in my neighborhood. So welcome, ladies. Good to have you. Thank Thanks you. for having so us. So happy to be here. Um, I guess first we should maybe raise a glass yeah. and cheers real quick. Yeah, let's what do, do it. So you brought us... One One of the things you guys are really known for over there at Nightcap is doing some low ABV cocktails. And you, you've had this on the menu from day one, right? Day one. On draft. Bamboo. Uh, on draft, yeah. yeah. So so what are we drinking? This is our bamboo. Jeez. And then we've paired it with some chilled pear brandy. Woo-hoo. So, so basically you just came in like with all the stuff that I freaking love. <laughs> like this... You're, so you're really playing to your to audience it. here. So this is awesome. Yeah, you got a low ABV cocktail, but then you brought us little airline minis of, <laughs> of pear brandy on the side. The cutest. They are adorable. <laughs> so Cheers. what's been going on over at Nightcap? Let's talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah these things are hard to open. What's been going on? <laughs> a lot. Where what do we hasn't begin? been going on? I think you should begin at, maybe not all the way at the beginning, but... But, you know, the beginning, your partner's over there with Alex Day and Dave Kaplan mm-hmm. of uh, of Proprietors LLC, mm-hmm. Death and Company, and Honeycutt, and a whole host of bars all over the place. So, but you had your place, and then you had to, there was an upheaval. Well, let's, had, let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, we were located at a, a, in a lovely little basement on the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, <laughs> and I also don't like to badmouth people in public, that? but... Um, we were in a little bit of a funky situation with the people we were renting from. Um, and to kind of condense a very dramatic few months, uh, within 48 hours, we decided we had to get out of there and move. I didn't realize it was that dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, we had zero money. because mm-hmm. <laughs> That's suddenly, usually the amount of money I yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of uh, got taken from us, uh, mysteriously. Um, so we, in a sort of... Whole, what's the expression? Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Hail Mary move. <laughs> Literally. Um, knew that this, 
the space at 151 was becoming available. Because that was also in your group already, right? It was, and yeah. In the the concept that was there was maybe ready to move on, and so yeah, it was pretty, yeah. yeah. Well, that that was a whole thing because it was was it, it had been 151 for a really long time, mm-hmm. and then it became acquired by your group, mm-hmm. which kind of like revamped it and kind of made it more of like a little bit more of like a cocktail vibe in the mm-hmm. basement. This is like an old. Right. Rock 151 was just a joint that you'd go. I, I had so many. 151. I did vibes. so many silly things there. Yeah. yeah. We've Lots. heard a lot of good stories since yeah. we moved well, in. I, the, the thing I remember the most about that place is that the, the heater was like busted all the time, so it was really hot. <laughs> oh, well, well, that, that, comes, that comes. That comes. That, <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about that too? That'll, that'll come. Soon. It was always really hot in there, okay. and yeah. you just go in there and you just get fucked mm-hmm. up. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it'd be so hot, you'd just be dropping beers and shots mm-hmm. like they were candy. Yeah. You know, like other things. And too. then there was other candies mm-hmm. to be other had. Other kinds of candy. <laughs> yes. Okay, so anyway, one by one uh, gets acquired by the uh, LLC mm-hmm. proprietors. Mm-hmm. They revamped it, made it into mm-hmm. more of a, you know, cocktail driven mm-hmm. thing. But yeah. then it was just a few blocks down the street. It yeah. was a few blocks, blocks down the street, down. and it seemed like this crazy idea, but also maybe a perfect opportunity. Um, we packed up the entire bar within about 24 hours. Um, I saw into, you on that day. I saw you guys yeah, running, like, yeah. literally a Harold Mary. Like, they were walking and, like, it was, like hand-trucking, like, booze down the street. and like My little <laughs> Honda it was, did listen, very well. Uh, Natasha's husband, Jeremy, uh, myself, and Natasha's dad uh, <laughs> yeah, taking trips right. he was down the street. <laughs> Natasha was pregnant. Um, I was about to say, yeah, you were carrying extra baggage. I was yeah, six months pregnant, something yeah. like that, yeah. So we, within 24 hours, packed up the entire space um, and pretty secretively moved. <laughs> <laughs> so this was this clandestine? A this, little, Was this yeah, across the middle yeah. of the night? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing. Um, we like to keep things exciting. We had a pretty raging party the night before mm-hmm. um, on the DL. And to like eliminate some inventory so you yeah. wouldn't have to carry well, so much? No, well, you <laughs> can't we can't move inventory. our booze. That's true, And yeah. we had such beautiful stuff that we had to leave behind, so... But you kept the owls. We, we oh, the owls, owls flew flew yeah. down the block with us. They knew where to go. <laughs> <laughs> so then we reopened at 151. Ten days later. Ten days later. And um, because we really had no money, the whole staff revamped the place. They came in and were painting and um, fixing furniture and light fixtures. And it was kind of this incredible... Well, we're all in this together, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but you know, the cool thing is, like, that's something that's pretty unique to, like, the vibe of your place. It's like you you really champion your team, and, mm-hmm. like, you've really cultivated this great group of people. And, yeah, I mean, like, I, I would have done the same for you, man. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of ownership in yeah. our mm-hmm. space, um, mm-hmm. and it's all a major labor of love. Um, and most of the people there have been there since day one. And which wh- is, which a lot of yeah. people. Which is when? How, how old is Nightcap at this we point? We are about four and a half years old. Yeah. Have you been there from the beginning? I joined um, maybe like nine months mm-hmm. in. Yeah, so I've been there a, a while. But um, yeah, this is... So now we've been in the new space for coming up on two years. Um, wow, time flies. Yeah, well, this past year for me has been a blur. But actually, this past year today, Dave, today, I was hit by a car. <gasps> oh my god! I remember that. That was so awful. Yeah, April twenty fifth. Yeah, broke your oh. Look my, how good you I look. Know. You're yeah. doing great. Look I at gained you now. sixty pounds. What do you mean? Look how well. uh, there's more of me to, to see. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it's been a year, man. Today. <clears throat> wow. Well, let's cheers. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, yeah. Let's open I'm already into mine. <laughs> it's good stuff, right? 
Clear Creek. Clear Creek Pear Brandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, already two years at the new spot. That's crazy. Um, and yeah, yeah I, I do remember it being a, a hurried uh, exit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know any of the real details, but mm-hmm. I, I know that it wasn't uh, pleasant, which is a sad but true fact that that shit happens here. It happens everywhere, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. we hear about it a lot more in New York, I think. Definitely makes you stronger. Yeah, right? it's a really glorious outcome yeah. <laughs> from, from a really rough few, few months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how do you... Weeks bled into months. How are you feeling in the new space? You know, we've had growing pains. I think when we first moved, we had this very, you know, we had a we had a bar that was custom designed for us by Alex at Nightcap and we sort of moved into this bar that was meant to be a dive bar mm-hmm. essentially and we yeah. have this sort of very extensive program and so we've had to kind of tweak and learn to live in harmony with the space that we have. Um, and I think we're finally, it, I think it took us a little while to let go of some of the things that we felt like were so dear to us. Yeah, in the program. Um, but I think we've, and we, we have a, found our groove. Yeah, and through um, acquiring the 151 space, we also acquired a lot of their regulars and sure. their clientele. And, um, you know, we wanted to meet them in the middle with, with that. There was a lot of loss. A lot of people were really sad to see it go. And, um we worked really hard to prove mm-hmm. to them that we wanted to be their local spot as well and, mm-hmm. and that right. they could relax. You know, we have this extensive program and a ton of crazy spirits behind us, but um, also, like, really chill vibes. and Vibes. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> We're all music. about vibes. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But also, though, it seems like you, you took your, your own uh, client base that you'd already built and you're two, almost two years at the original space and you're only two blocks away. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they Lucky. couldn't find you. Right? Totally. It's like, oh, we came to the place and you're not here anymore. You walk two more blocks, you're here. It's no big deal. <laughs> but then you also picked up some new folks yeah. from the new space. Yeah. So it kind of like maybe snowballed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say, all in all, I, you know, as dramatic and stressful and bad, you know, things like that are never, never have good timing. But I think the fact that I was also pregnant and had to, you know, Lauren had to step up in a way that, I mean, God save her. She she <laughs> she really right rallied the troops. And, yeah, and kept things um, in motion while you were. Yeah, but you were probably still, slowed down. But you stayed at you yeah, stayed you at it there. right up to the end. Right, right up until oh, yeah. Elliot was like, "I'm here." Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was placing like orders. <laughs> and then as soon as he was born, we were putting him in a bus bin, padded bus bin on the bar. There top, are some adorable like photos yeah. I recall on your Instagram <laughs> of Elliot being in in, in in a swaddled like in a in a in hotel a pan or yeah. a bus mm-hmm. tub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's good. Very good. And how is how do you? We don't get a lot of parents on the show. Mm-hmm. We have a few coming up. Yeah, but that's something we should definitely talk. We how do you, we know a lot of people who yeah. are parents? Well, we've got but, some coming up, but you know uh, we're gonna get uh, Sotak on the show, and I think mm-hmm. that's uh, but oh, honestly, he's had to cancel the show many times because of babysitter mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. yeah. So how do, how is new. how is balancing the, the life of like a a well known New York City cocktail bar? She's no, we want to hear those. No, we want to hear those. That's great. Her water broke. With 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 family life, and not just family life, but like a, a baby. Well, I think the first like a, thing that. He, it's very important to address is that there is absolutely no balance. I mean, life is completely chaotic and crazy. And um, I don't know if you know, but we we just actually moved upstate right. because we, we I want to talk about that too. Yeah, we wanted more space and we wanted Elliot to grow up with a yard. And you know, your priorities could just completely shift. Um, but I think within you know, you just having a child was something that I've always wanted and 
part of the ambition of opening my own bar was so that I could support having my own family um, in this sort of, you know, I guess, quote unquote, untraditional setting. This is not a, you know, mm. typical American family growing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, we should mention that your partner is it's also in the bar industry, Jeremy. He's yeah. your partner in business. He's your partner in Absolutely. life. He's, like that creates that's not traditional either. No. Neither one of you holds a traditional space. No. So then how do you, like, how do you, you just you said just, there is no balance. Yeah, you just do you just it? kind of, yeah, no, <laughs> you don't, I, we didn't have a plan. And I think moving upstate was also like, we didn't have a, we, we had no idea if it was going to work and we're still figuring it out. We've only been there for a few months and, you know, it requires commuting down to, down here and being away from Elliot for a few days at a time. Um, yeah. Do you come down and stay? When I see your, mm-hmm. your posts on Instagram, it feels like you stay. So you mm-hmm. stay. I stay. Uh, where do you stay? Do you have a second place? I still place? have my apartment here. Wow. Um, Incredible. So it's, you know, it's, it's, you kind of feel very torn on days that I feel like I'm doing a really good job at work. I feel like I'm failing as a mother. And on days that I feel like I'm being the greatest mom ever, I know I'm letting the bar down. So you, it's this kind of like internal struggle all the time. You're always behind. I'm. I have my lists of work never get shorter. They get longer and longer. Um, you work at odd hours. I do a lot. You know, during nap time or after he goes to bed. And um, you know, he's also at that age. He's a toddler, so he's just like go 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 go. Curious. He, he and needs my attention stuff, yeah. all the time and. There is no like, oh, let me uh, work while Elliot plays yeah, next you to me. Yourself. It's not happening. You know, I was just thinking like, um, this kid's gonna grow up in a house with like two like uh, the best bartenders I know, and it's gonna be like, grow up like, I don't like alcohol. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely, totally, totally against it. Yeah, he's just gonna be like <laughs> teetotal. <laughs> 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 Or he's actually he's gonna have a great relationship. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's I hope. True. I hope yeah. so. And a more sort of probably a little bit more leaning towards the European relationship with alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. It's been around. Exactly. It's always around. There's no there's no race to the finish. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like in America we we get told we can't have it until we're 21, which means that we're sneaking it, and then by the time we can have it, we just go nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Europeans are more like, oh, it's around, whatever. It's yeah, and that's how I grew up, life. and like yeah. I I yeah, feel like that's really created a healthy relationship for me with alcohol. Where are you from? I grew up in Germany and Italy That's and then moved thought, yeah. here to the States when I was 12. Mm-hmm. To, straight to New York? Seattle and then New York when oh, I came to New York for college. So I've been here for a long time. Yeah. Cool. Red. I've been in the States longer than I was in Europe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lauren, where are you from? I'm from the Finger Lakes, upstate New York. Oh, everybody. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Moved here um, when I was 17 for college. And it's been a long time as well. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long. Um, well, cool. Uh, we're right at the halfway mark. We should take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We're going to enjoy some of our bamboo and our chilled uh, miniature bottles of uh, brandy. And things are good for bringing it. It's so yeah, It's so adorable. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we'll come back and keep talking with the team from Nightcap, uh, uh, Natasha David and, and Lauren Corville. Like what you hear? 
Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. And we're back. You're listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. We have our friends, Natasha David and Lauren Corvo from Nightcap in the Lower East Side of New York City. Uh, we've been chatting about the bar and some of the uh, kind of like struggles getting started, <laughs> struggles with becoming uh, a new mother with a, a hot cocktail bar and balancing life. But there's also been, and, and I, I don't want to like harp on it, like all the negative things, but I think it's really important for like a lot of our listeners who um, aspire to like go to open their own bars, restaurants, you know, distilleries, brewery, whatever it is, you know, it's not... It's, there's no like manual for opening Mm-mm. a business. It bad shit always happens, mm-hmm. and you just have to be like. A, it just means you have to be a stronger person, a smarter person. Learn, learn from every step of the way. Maybe you know, resilient. Like, resilient. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, you recently, just a couple of months ago, a few months ago, had some other issues. What the hell happened? Our new building. We call it the boiler room fiasco of 2018. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fondly. Um, so you alluded to the, the heat. Yeah, the heat was always hot mm-hmm. in, in 151. Mm-hmm. Well, we found out why. Why? <laughs> First hand. Um, we'll, we'll say this. The, um, it reached a point where the bar was 160... Highest was 189. 189. Yeah. 189 degrees. degrees. Yeah. In the bar itself. In the bar uh, itself. Yeah. The, Tiki was drinks steam everywhere. Coming through the floor. How is it possible? The walls bubbling. Like, uh, oh, your paint, your paint bubbled. bubbled. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Our bar top, like the finish on it, like crumbled up from the heat. Yeah. Wait, how the hell did you. you I mean, we were we closed. Were closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like. We had to close. Yeah. Um, that's that's hotter than that's cooking temperature, man. Cooking yeah. temperature. We considered uh, charging for it and having a spa mm-hmm. yeah. and selling cucumber water. <laughs> um, so I'm saying, tiki drinks, man. Yeah, man. Pebble ice. <laughs> oh man. Melted pebble. Melted ice. pebble ice. <laughs> yeah. pebble, um, pebble water. Yeah. Melted, um, melted. Formerly pebble ice. Now it's water. Now <laughs> yeah. it's hot water. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So we um we had to bring in some. Some people to rip up the the like in, floors and the walls and and uh, figure out what's going on and we uh, learned that the uh, boiler system for the entire building, which was beneath us in our sub basement, uh, had completely corroded. All of the pipes looked like Swiss cheese. It was mm-hmm. pretty tragic. Um, and so uh, that was a process to fix it. But the real damage actually happened when they had opened the floors. All of that steam escaped and actually damaged uh, most uh, of the bar. So damn. we lost, uh, I think it was 30 different bottles of booze just from the corks popping and, um, you know, the cement dust going everywhere. Um, our upholstery melted. We lost a bunch of photographs that were like oh, our, our past wow. It was staff. crazy, yeah. <laughs> The, it was like out of a movie. Yeah, like he just didn't think was this was nuts. possible. Wow. Um, and um, 
And by the way, this was this within the week. first week that I moved upstairs. So Natasha oh, just no. moved. I had just taken over, and um, it was not so. It, it ended up bringing. We had to close, and it was really um, upsetting for obviously our staff, but um, the community really came together and, and pushed a lot of awesome events our way that we got to you know provide for our staff in, in that mm. way. I got to have Natasha come down. We decided to refinish the bar top ourselves. So we borrowed Jeremy's hand sander. And great. We did Yeah, so we were good. like, should we YouTube this? And we're like, let's just go with our gut. And like, I've watched enough episodes of this old house that like, I think we can figure this out. Um, so we, f- we finished the bar top ourselves one night. Um, it doesn't have to be the right way. It's just got to be your way. It's yeah. good. Um, it's actually better than it ever was. So we were really proud of ourselves. Great. And um, yeah, and you know, we opened back up. We had an awesome party and so many people came out to support us and the staff and the room was filled with so much love. It was a fantastic reminder mm-hmm. of like just why we do what we do and, and the joy that our little bar has brought to like, you know, our staff and our community and, and our, you and I when we're <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going good through all to these be reminded things. of those things. Yeah. Was, right. And what what how much of the burden of the uh, expense of this is on, on you as the business or as mm-hmm. the building? Yikes. That's uh, yeah, we're still dealing that's with it. Still, that's <laughs> still it's still dealt with. Yeah. It's it's yeah. been really hard, um, but we're getting ready to launch a new menu. We've yep. got a bunch of parties planned. Like we're back in action. Yeah, um, the bar has been busier than ever, and yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of parties, you guys are always you've always been known for your disco parties. Yeah, Woo-hoo. yeah, yeah. This so last Sunday of every month we do a disco party, and this month, which is this, this week, month. yeah, this week, we this are, Sunday, we are. Really, just uh, we are going for it. We're uh, we're gonna do karaoke. We have Whoa. a karaoke machine coming in. <laughs> got a bunch of lasers, disco and karaoke, lights. like seventies music karaoke. It's probably gonna be a little bit of it's gonna it's gonna be dramatic. Yeah. We're gonna have some love ballads for sure. <laughs> um, definitely, yeah. Sure. Hope to encourage yeah. a lot of duets. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll probably be some like good like nineties throwbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna rock just roll that. with it. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about. Disco Sunday in general. What what's, you put together a special menu? Sparkles, lots of sparkles. Yeah, There's work. a disco ball at nightcap. I mean, it literally anyway. started very yeah. innocently, and in that I was like, mm, I want a disco ball at my bar. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, exactly. okay, and then I was like, I guess I should turn it on more often. So let's have a party, <laughs> and it's kind of turned into this great monthly party. Yeah. And we team up with a brand, uh, do a special uh, ten dollar cocktail menu, um, eight to two a.m. and Rock out. So we've, we've started doing like themes to every up. party, um, which has been a lot of fun. Last last month, we teamed up with Italicus and we did a little fundraiser for foster kittens um, and raised a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was awesome. <laughs> if the internet has taught me anything, it's that people love kittens. Cats. <laughs> Natasha mm-hmm. and I love cats. It's mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they've been a lot of fun. We look forward to it every month. Um, and that's been just sort of like a time to let our hair down. Yeah, I think for Lauren and me also, like we just, we love the creative side of everything. Mm -hmm. So it's our kind of way of, it's our little escape from the like daily Mm -hmm. grind of running a bar. Um, So we get a lot of joy out of it. So, and I think since Lauren has become head bartender, like she's really been able to focus on that stuff so much more. I feel like when I was doing it, I was, I was alone and didn't have very much support and, kind of like try to haphazardly throw these things together and now Lauren's there and she just like 
is in full control and handles them and yeah. does such a great job. No, no one person party. can do it alone. It's, no. You always have no. to have like at least some sort of like wing person, like some yeah. support, you know, and, uh, you know, especially like when you open a, a bar or a restaurant and then you're also working at it, you're trying to be an owner, a manager, mm-hmm. bartender, bouncer, mm-hmm. you're like doing everything. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. have it's a like, family on top of it. And then it. have I a mean, family on top of it. Yeah, it's like, we've... You have to lean on your staff. You, yeah. Like, I mean, not just that. I mean, having a boyfriend or, you know, mm-hmm. ed, have, trying to have, maintain any kind of relationship <laughs> yeah. is, sure. is yeah. Yeah. a struggle. It's definitely like, you know, it, the whole, like, it takes a village thing mm-hmm. that has been um, a, Very a common, true for a common theme for our bar um, for <laughs> bringing Elliot into, into this world. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's it's been really awesome. I, Natasha and I have developed this incredible partnership where... Um, we just really trust each other and work so well together. And, and the moments where we do disagree, it's like a really productive, challenging um, space. Uh, and it's it's been wonderful. I mean, the bar has really been through a lot and is, is really better than ever. What made you decide, like, that's a big change of life and, and to, to, to hand the reins over. And how long ago was it? How long have you been the head bartender now? Well, she's three been the head bartender for years. three years, Holy but she's crap. been like, more, like she's really kind of taken the reins since February. Yeah, January, yeah. February, since, and that's about the time yeah. you moved upstate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, that's I, a huge like. And I'm, I honestly, and not to, I don't want to put all my pressure of my life onto Lauren, but like, I don't think I could have done the move if Lauren weren't there. Like, she just understands the bar so well. Um, and has such a beautiful relationship with what I wanted to be. I was going to say disco, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with disco and miniature things, Small things and glitter. Things, um, things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think it would have been possible without her. It, yeah, it really right, feels like, like destiny. As a, as a person who feels very, um, I try to act like I, I don't care as much as I care. Because I feel like I'm trying to put on an air, mm-hmm. but I want to control every little piece. Oh of yeah, Margo. and that's oh, it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. It is so hard to let go and not be in charge of every single little thing and every decision. And, um, but again, I think you know this very sort of strange thing happens to you that when you have a child that everyone talks about, but this complete shift in your mindset and in your body and in how you sort of like are in the world just happens. Sure. Um, and your own kind of like ego and needing to be in control of every single moment, you just kind of learn because life becomes such a shit show that like that is just not possible anymore. And like letting go and having other people help you, um, is so important. And uh, for me was a huge life lesson, something that I was never able to do before. And I think, you know, sort of to the detriment probably of the business because I like wanted to do everything. I couldn't not right. be involved in every aspect. Well, you also didn't realize that that was so important, you know? I mean, like, sure. I was thinking about this just this weekend. I was like, all right, so if I could like put a chart together of like every possibility of like every, like from every direction, like who's in charge of how much percentage of my business, like, you know, that being said, like customers, I mean, like, customers mm-hmm. will tell you, like, that your customers yeah, ultimately, they have a lot of say. Mm-hmm. The fucking Department of Health, the, mm-hmm. the fire department, you know, like, mm-hmm. the buildings department, like, all these things. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like, oh, man, like, I'm 
probably like by far the, the minority least, partner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. The and, public owns more than you. Yeah. And and that and actually made me feel not there. And, yeah, I mean <laughs> like but then then again I'm like, all right, well, you know, when I wrote my first the first menu at Grand Army when we opened, I was alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I didn't have my, my staff in there for tastings and everything. You know, there's some some definitely like in hindsight, you know, there's some things that I, I wish I hadn't done or would have done differently. <laughs> sure. If you had um, that input. If I yeah, exactly, but I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it there was yet. like go time when, when the staff came on and we opened. But now I definitely like the my staff, they they have as much say as much as much say on like the menu and the run of show as I do pretty much. I mean like I'd be like, All right, I think it's that curious. water's empty, but you know, like I think it's know. curious that you mentioned the public too. You know, I always, I've always said, you know, I plan my work, I work my plan, but I remain flexible. Whatever it is that I open mm-hmm. after planning my work, the people are going to come in and tell me what it is. And yeah. that's, I mean, that I, that word "flexible" I think is so important mm-hmm. for this industry in general, and th- in that we kind of have this advantage of being these very sort of flexible, ever-changing, constantly like evolving things. Um, and we're also such an incredible community. Mm. Um, and, you know, j- we sit here and we sort of sound like we're just down and talking about all the drama of the bar. But, like, the thing the thing that was so incredible about it all and that was so incredible when I had a baby and, you know, is the community coming and just being so supportive and lending a hand. And people always want to, you know, there's always somebody there to... Do, you know, to, to give you a little, you know, lift and, and help you Absolutely. out in some way. Bars have really um, become this, like, you know, it's the third space. It's this um, space uh, that's yeah, not work. Space. It's not mm-hmm. home. It's, it's this third space of community and togetherness. And, like, once you do get a staff in, you know, they really impact everything. Mm-hmm. We're always mm-hmm. learning with our staff and, um, you know, like, super happy to hear anyone's thoughts and opinions about things because you know they do see a lot when you're not there and and well they see a lot when you're not there they also see things that you don't see in their life right you're not joined to them by the hip every day so they're doing other things than you're doing and you bring those things back together and you yeah that whole idea you know that whole like the staff is expendable idea which 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 i you know when i first started and working in nightclubs like that was definitely like you just were so afraid you were going to lose your job so you just like went along with everything and Mm -hmm. did everything that your boss told you to do um it's just not how we operate at all and and i think having your staff's input is just yeah well i think i i i I equate that to to restaurants i I always think think i bring things back to restaurants because i was a chef for so long and what you're talking about there is like yeah, fast food restaurants burn through employees. Mm-hmm. Anything that's like seated and has a server and and like has a, an air of anything nicer than that, they try and hold on to their employees, mm-hmm. and that's the difference, right? The the club is just like it doesn't matter who's behind the bar as long as sure. the vodka sodas are moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas like your bar needs some expertise and some care and mm-hmm. some ability to interact with a guest in a way that's meaningful beyond what's in the glass or in the atmosphere. Absolutely, and a sense of ownership. And <clears throat> Absolutely. And yeah. I hope that you know. We're, we're always trying to find ways to Well, make. I know what trans. I hear a lot about your bar because Blake, who Blake, works for you guys, yeah. <laughs> works at my bar, and yeah. he speaks Blake so Walker. highly. Blake Walker. Yeah, he speaks so highly of everything you guys do over there. And he, he's just the best. And he is staunchly protective, and I, I give him... Oh, but that's the thing that's so incredible. You know, that's, I, I always say this about Blake, but he's like that just with his guests and with sure, his absolutely. co-workers. Like, and he's he also with stands that, with behind the bar. bar. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. He's evolved into like such a beautiful bartender, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Right. And he, you know, what's also co-worker. great about yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's mm-hmm. also great about him is he, uh, we didn't turn this into the Blake Walker show, but he's also, he's got a lot of things about him that have nothing to do with what we do, which makes him a more sort of whole and genuine person. Mm-hmm. He he's a in a really band. Cool he's got a recording studio. Of, of bar, like he yeah. travels around. Mm-hmm. Like good, solid fellow. What do you? What do you got a book out? What are you doing over there? I don't know. I'm just looking at some. Are you gonna, well, you, yeah, gonna bring you it up on the air? You mentioned the third place. Yeah. And uh, I was just reading about. You this. gonna read an excerpt from a book from us? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, this is a uh, read us a story, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the good old days. Uh, <laughs> what's, what's the book? <laughs> this is John Tebow's book that's uh, oh, yeah. just coming out. It's uh, called Bars, Taverns, and Dives: New Yorkers Love. Uh, where to go, what to drink. Wait, wait, wait. What's the one on the cover? That's the Brooklyn Inn. That's the one I have on my wall. I bought that painting from him. You did? <laughs> oh, I should mention, actually, uh, that, uh, well, this book's coming out right now. You should definitely check it out. It's on Rizzoli uh, Publishing, but he does have extra prints for sale. So if you go Oh, to- yeah, I, mine's not the original. It's a print, but it's gorgeous, and I love yeah. it. It's, yeah. on, it's hanging on my wall but in my yeah. living room. So, like, there's, uh, when you were talking about the third place, there's a, uh, there's, the the foreword is by Sinjin Frizzell of Fort Defiance, and then John Tebow talks. They both drop the uh, they both say uh, there's a play, uh, book called a great a great good place by Ray Oldenburg, and he defines these establishments between work and home mm-hmm. as the third places. And like I don't know, it's like it's a well if you read into that book, I, I've read some other experts, excerpts from that, and uh, it's pretty cool. Like. And it's a very, very important place, you know. It's I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, th- there was a there was a time where we were drawing up a business plan. Where we were going to call our place third place. Really? Oh, interesting. We were going to play the other angle though, and be like, like uh, the, the gold medal, the silver medal, and the bronze medal. We were going to be third place, <laughs> <laughs> but the double entendre was third place. Right? We're the third place. Call it third base. Hey, huh? <laughs> gotta, we got to go to third base. <laughs> Well, hopefully people uh, go to third base at your bar. Yeah, you're well, having such a good time. Bazing. Certainly happens at night camp. And, uh-huh. and then there are babies. <laughs> How do you think yeah. Elliot came oh, to be? <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about being a female owner of a cocktail bar in anywhere, but in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like what? Of not being one, I don't know how to speak to that or understand it. Like, what challenges do you think you face that maybe I don't or that Damon doesn't? Or I have long hair, dude. I get confused a lot. That's you, all it you've takes. been confused since the day I met you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, is there? Do you want to yeah, speak to that? You don't sure. have to. No, I'm absolutely. just curious. No, absolutely. I, you know, when I first sort of started taking this more seriously, um. I was working, you know, Death & Co. had kind of just opened. My Well was going to open soon. And um, I was studying with actually Lynette Marrero and Jim Kearns. Um, they were teaching me everything. And, um, yeah, it was it was hard to get taken seriously as a woman back then. And, and there was this stereotype that the only way you could be a cocktail bartender was if you were a man and you <laughs> had a beard and you wore suspenders um, and I got turned away from places. Literally, I, I was—I will not mention who, but I was told I was too out of. I don't care. I was too feminine. I've had enough drinks I was today. Told. I out was em. too delicate. I was too <laughs> feminine. Um, and you know, I always very much embraced—you know—being a girl. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a very girly girl. I wear dresses all the time. I'm behind the bar and I put flowers in my hair. You know what I mean? And, and you put flowers a, all over the bar. Like I it's do, a very. Yeah. You know, when I come to your bar, I feel very like. 
this is this is a, this is being hosted by a feminine yeah. space, and that was very. And I'm so glad you say that because like, that I enjoy, was very important to me. I enjoy just as much going to like the all mahogany, very sure. wooden, and there's tobacco-y, leathery yeah, bars absolutely. as much as I enjoy going to your bar, which is like very more, mm-hmm. a little bit lighter atmosphere, mm-hmm. even though somewhat subterranean mm-hmm. in both spaces. Right, mm-hmm. one was definitely <laughs> underground, but this one's our next bar is going to be a, a yeah. glass box. Light, we've decided. House. Um. Yeah, it was very important to me, um, and I have two incredible business partners who supported this idea to have a, a cocktail bar um, that was from the female perspective, and and there wasn't very much at the time. There, you know, obviously there's Julie who, you know, is sort of the pioneer of us all, and Audrey. Yeah, we were just hanging out with um, Julie right before the show. Yeah, um, but to kind of, you know take this idea of the serious bar and kind of turn it on its head a little bit and make it more of a, you know, have a sense of humor about everything. And, and I didn't want to take myself too seriously. Um, And at the same time, something that was really important to me, and we've kind of talked about the importance of staff is I wanted to create a place where, you know, as, as a woman who's worked in this industry for so long and who's had some of them, you know, some horrible things happened during service, whether it was from a guest or from a coworker or from a boss. And um, I wanted to really create a space where my my employees, not just female, also male, felt comfortable to say, no, this is not OK. You can't treat me this way um, and felt safe and could come to me and and talk to me when something felt inappropriate um, that was super important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, you know, that's something I still am figuring out how to navigate because, you know, sexual harassment is such a sensitive topic in many ways. And um, I I hope I'm, you know, handling it appropriately as or as appropriately and, and um, well, I guess as well, compassionately have, as I can like, handle Bars like ours don't have HR departments, right. you know, no, so you can exactly. handle it on your own. Yeah. Again, back to what you said before, like, I'm everything. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, 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 I clean the toilets. I'm mm-hmm. the HR department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm mm-hmm. everything in between, too. Yeah. So that was really important, and and for me, um, and I, you know, I always want to hire more women. And the thing, you know, nothing. There's nothing wrong with white males, but there's a whole I bunch mean, of literally, us. When I, I'm not exaggerating when I say that 98 percent of the resumes that I get are white men. Yeah. Um, and I'm always, you know, I was just at the Bacardi Summit. Uh-huh. I was on a panel there, and I remember looking into the audience and just seeing this incredibly diverse group of women of, you know, every sexuality, every race, and there were men there too, and it was it was so wonderful, and I. Remember sitting there thinking, where are all of you? Like, why aren't you not submitting your resumes to me? <laughs> exactly. Like, where are you? Like, I guess my advice to women who want to keep, do, you know, move up in the cocktail world or start working in the cocktail world, like, find bars or businesses or whatever people. that people that you identify with and that you want to work for and, and like, say hi, pursue yeah. them. Like, I don't, sure. don't know where you Appeal are. Appeal to them. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly sort of, like, what happened to me. I was... Um, Mm -hmm. my intro to the cocktail industry was part-time and um, I found out who Natasha was and and was incredibly inspired by like this image of what that could look like for me um, as a female because my past experience had been mistreated by men uh, as my managers and um, guests and so you know so on Um, and was introduced to Natasha and felt like this is where I could actually, you know, embrace uh, my true love of hospitality and like a, and a 
warm environment um, because that's really what Natasha promotes. Uh, if I could speak to anything about like being a woman um, and managing a space, owning a bar, I think that the number one thing that I've learned from Natasha is compassion. And um, that's not for women only, you know, um, but that's definitely, uh, she leads with her heart in all decisions and, um, you know, dealing with staff. And it has really created this really super warm environment. Um, Are you tearing up? Sorry. I'm tearing up over here. It's really, it's super real. Um, you know, uh, it's just dust our... in the air. It's something in my eyes. Yeah. Come on, we can't cry. Damon, Boys um, cry. It's Damon's okay, Damon. Yeah, Damon. Damon's tearing up. That's why I do radio, not TV. <laughs> Dave's tearing up. He's out in the studio. In the, in but yeah, booth. you know, our, our guests feel it. Our employees feel it. Um, we create this really loving environment um, that allows <laughs> oh my god I, I'm gonna stop but you know it's just it's just positive um, we build people up um, and it's it I think it is an innate feminine quality um, not certainly not to polarize it but no, absolutely. Um, I, agree, I agree with you there. yeah um, I don't know. It's tough to speak to. I, a lot of times we have this conversation where we're like, we don't want to talk about being women. Um, but there are some clear well, I, I brought, I brought so. it up late in the show because I didn't want to focus on it. Yeah, but like, I do totally. want to. I, I, I do want to hear about it. You know, like, yeah. how did you. It's it's hard. We get a lot of, like, you know, me as a manager, I've been. When I've been direct with someone, I, you know, someone has called me the B word, which it's like if that same, com you know, that same conversation. You can, you can swear on the show, by the way. You can oh. say bitch. Yeah. I don't want to swear. Um, <laughs> you do you, lady. <laughs> maybe my mom's listening. Um, Damon's mom's listening. Hi, Damon's Sorry. mom. We love you. Um, <laughs> every show. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's like I, I've had moments where I'm like, if that same conversation came from a man, you'd yeah. be like, yes, chef. Yes, sir. Got it. You know, you'd put your towel between your legs. But. Um, because we do lead with compassion when it does become a, you know, serious, direct conversation. Sometimes people um, don't take and it as seriously. too. You know, Absolutely. interactions with a drunk customer. Yeah. Sure. And they're like, get, they're like, yeah. let me speak to your manager. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, I'm the Hello. fucking boss. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> I own this place, bitch. I always yeah. do like a deep spin. I am the manager. Yeah, the around. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Here um, I am. Yeah. I have a, I have a. Ice mallet. I pull out my ice mallet and I go, "This is the manager. Do you really want to talk to him, <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to deal with me? I'm a little, I'm a little less uh, uh, strict." Um, uh, but so, how did you? Not to get you know away from that, the compassion and, and all of the things that are maybe, as you said, sort of innately feminine, mm -hmm. um, and wish maybe they were more uh, masculine as well. But like, how did you? What was the? And, and we're running out of time. But what was the step where you were like, "I'm working at a lot of bars, and now I'm going to team up with Alex Day and Dave Kaplan and open this bar." How did? What, what was that? Little transition. Well, it was really tough for her, I yeah, can tell you, because she was best. working with me at uh, Prime Meats, and it, you know, it was the best job she'd probably ever had. It was. They really, they had to, ba I, they, they had good bait. I did not know that. I didn't know you were at oh, Prime no. Meats. Has yeah. everybody that's been on this show come through Prime yes. Meats? I, I mean, but I was, at, I was there for like two years. Yeah, it was, so at I one, remember you were at Maison for a long time. Speaking, yeah. You were at Donna for quite a while. Mm -hmm. When were you at sort Prime of. Meats? Was I, I was there at, at the Maison time? Maison and Donna at the yeah, same time. You might have been. You worked there too. I can't remember. Um, yeah, maybe we worked our shift together. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, up, I was upstairs in the... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Were you there that then? That room, yes. Oh, then weird. <laughs> you guys. Uh, all no, at one point, circle. it was, speaking of like fucking badass female bartenders. It was Katie. It was Katie Stipe, Cabal Thompson. Oh. You, Karen, Karen. Fu. Karen, yeah. We oh, were all there at the same time. I Just only worked a few it. shifts behind the main bar. Otherwise, I was up in the weird bar. 
But I would work with Karen Fu. Does the main bar would... still exist? I mean, the, the funny bar? No, no. My, no. my old office? No, we don't she talk about that. She would whip okay. the shit out of me with her. She had her whip, ponytail. Whip ponytail. <laughs> and she would just, I would be either on the service well or on the point well. And wherever she was, she would just be whipping around on that fire. I'm, like, I'm trying to make a drink over here. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, but so yeah. so you're at Prime Meats, and then <laughs> yeah. So what what made that jump for you? Like, if you um, can speak to it in you know short order. Luck? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, that's a I great don't, answer. But work. I don't. I honestly, I don't. I do, Dave and Alex and I sort of were acquaintances for a while, and then they opened um, or helped open a bar called Demi Mond. Demi Mond. Yeah, Demi Mond. Oh, let's not forget um, Demi Mond. Kind Bowerman. And I was a I was a bartender there, and I Scott T wasn't he there too? Yeah, he was the yeah. head bartender. Yeah, um, and I think we just kind of jived. I about that place. Yeah, yeah. No, it you sank should. like a stone when Sandy <laughs> Sandy should. sank it. That's forget. That's not even okay. We don't talk. Yeah, let's not talk about that. So that's where you got okay. That, that's a that's the missing link here. I didn't. Yeah. I so, forgot about that. But that's the thing. See, horrible things. <laughs> Yes. Can lead to wonderful Beautiful things. things. Yeah. <laughs> Got to go through the darkness to see the um, light. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah, I, I, uh, that's a question for Alex. Can't I have, have a no rainbow idea why rain. they want. I, I, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. All I know is that I went and had coffee with Alex, and and you were brave enough and strong enough to say yes. Take on I another mean, project. Does that take? I mean, that it just seems like a non. You yeah, say yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you say yes. Like, you don't say no. You say yes. <laughs> right. It wasn't quite a question yes in my to mind. Yes, everything. Right. Yeah. It's being called to court by the king. I guess you say yeah. yes. You show up. <laughs> and then it turned into you know we now are incredible friends and attend each other's weddings and it's you know it's big, it turned into this really lovely working relationship. That's great, man. We are pushing time. Um, I know. Uh, Dave has to get out of the booth, but uh, and it's and it's <laughs> been a like long show. It's like, good. Like, Let's keep up. going. He's got so Don't blame this on me. <laughs> I, you know, I have to have a scapegoat. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about a few things business wise. So, plug plug away. Uh, what's your website? What's your Instagram? Oh, you have your uh, your next disco party. Disco party goes on Sunday. 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 This Sunday. So much fun. Website is nightcapnyc.com. Our um, Instagram is Nightcap NYC. Um, N I T E. N I T E C A P. Um, we are at 151 Rivington. We open every day at 6. We have aperitif hour from 6 to 8. We love to drink low ABV. We like spritzes and disco and glitter. Perfect. Spritzes and disco and glitter. <laughs> I'm certainly happy to have you on the show today. This has been yeah, fucking great because, so like, I, I I haven't had a chance to actually hang out with either of you in yeah. quite some time. So this is he been tried to cut us off. No, 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 no that was the music. Oh, oh really? I thought it was like the music. Oscars. Yeah, it was some disco for you. You're welcome. We don't have anything um, like that. But yeah, I, I we've known each other for a very long time, yeah. and I love you to death. I love and you I'm too. so happy for you, like for everything you guys you guys have going. Everyone's doing great, and. Jeremy, I wish he could have been here today too. He's on baby duty. I thought about asking. I was like, you know what? Let's have let's have the ladies on. Well, yeah, of course. But I mean, I, I didn't want him to talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's been on the show before. Too, yeah. yeah, you can sit at a table for two With and just like baby. stare. Um, post a picture on Instagram. With and Lori, it's great having you on the show as so well. Great to be so here. nice to see you. Thank you. Um, and thanks for bringing all the delicious drinks. Yeah, so tasty. Just really killing it. I mean. Let's what go to Disco Sunday. You free Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, man. Let's go. Oh my I'm down. Goodness, I'm, my, my I'm done with the book, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can actually start hanging out now. I have some freedom. <laughs> so we'll see you there. Yes. And uh, everyone else out there who's listening to the show, come meet us at Nightcap on Sunday night and let's get 
freaking weird. Let's yeah. sing some songs together. Heck let's yeah. let's get discoed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. So uh, upcoming shows include, but aren't limited to, um, Eric Metzger. Photograph. Ooh, photograph. He's our photographer. Him. He does everything for us. He's our photographer. Did my book. Oh, Eric, the best. <laughs> we love him. Did my book. Cutest dog. Also, also. took a photo. Yep, yeah, really cute dog. Also, Here's my shameless plug, really quickly. No, it's Eric just... Metzger just took a photo of me. That's in the major issue of Playboy. I was very, very insulted that they did not ask me to at least show like side boob or something. <laughs> but um, yeah. Metzger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, amazing. He does so much photography in New York that He's I had no idea about. Yeah. He also took the... You know, I'm in the current issue of Imbibe Magazine. Uh, yeah. There's a photo of me that he took. He's, he's like the quest love of photographers. Ooh. Right? He's just roaming around doing his thing. He's like, he must be cloning himself. Um, Anne Louise Marquis. Oh. Very, oh. Uh, Is this the best <laughs> show ever? Oh. Anne Louise Marquis coming up. All she's, the uh, she's the, you know, oh. Campari... <laughs> She's the Campari uh, goddess. What do you call yeah. her? Yeah, I she's mean, the best. Just like leading our community in all of the most positive ways. Um, yeah. An actual angel on earth. She's also a um, quest lovey. I just spoke to Julie Reiner today. She's willing to be on the show coming up soon she's as well. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren Myerskoff uh, from uh, um, New Orleans is going to be on the show. Um, uh-huh. So we got some cool shows coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds great, man. Yeah. Awesome. We got a nice little spring coming up. We do. And we uh, had like so much sunshine in the studio today. Amazing. Getting us started. It's great, man. Thanks I, for having us. I love doing yeah. this show. Thanks love having you guys on. on. Uh, well, that's all I've got. Damon, you want to wrap us up that's and take it, us out? Yeah, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Check out heritageradionetwork.org for many other programs like this one. Click on the beating heart to donate to the station and keep us on the air. Uh, until next week. Cheers, y'all. Cheers, guys. Cheers. <laughs> So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues. That's him. It's gonna get you sun in the air. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.